Good evening to you. We talked briefly about nature of the person. Actually, we are trying to focus on this, this transformation of the negativity into positive. So that's what we try to focus on that. But before we do that, the basic question rises, what is it? I mean, what is it that we're trying to do? What are we looking at it? When we talk about individual improvement or upliftment of the individual, um, all this, basically we are talking about what is it? What are we talking about? What is the continuation of life? When I'm talking about it from the Buddhist point of view, point of, uh, with the Buddhist background, when I'm talking about life, and I'm talking about continuation of life, I'm talking about reincarnation too. I mean, basically, you may ask me, what is reincarnation? Or what is, do you, I'm not talking about it, whether I'm believing reincarnation or not believing reincarnation. But I'm sort of simply talking, what is it? I mean, what is the individual being? I mean, we always say, as in a beautiful human being, beautiful nature, wonderful nature, kind nature, great this and that. We always talk. But what is that? What is the beautiful nature? What is that? So we're really sort of getting to a deep down inside, try to reach somebody who is a person inside. And that is the question we are talking about. Before we even talk, negative, positive, transformation, not transforming, what is the basis on which we are talking about? The individual. So we don't care, we're not interested who you are, what you are. I think I mentioned the other day as well. Who you are, what you, what you are is not the question. But the question really is, what kind of way we talking about it? And uh, we say that there's a wonderful nature of a human being deep down there, so wonderful. So that's what we talk. We don't come out, instead of that, we can come out with the delusions and this and that. It's very nice that people don't ask questions that simply say, okay, that's true, or I agree with you, sort of thing. It's a very nice way people just accept it. But the main point is you really have to go inside and say what really that is, and what is that, what is the being. What is it? And I also talked to you sort of a little in mumbo-jumbo way. I did not separate the individual being and as well as the Buddha nature. And I just sort of say there's a beautiful nature which will continue. Ultimately, you become fully enlightened. And that's called Buddha nature. So the mumbo-jumbo covered up to tell you the truth. Because I should really have to go, what is the Buddha nature? And what is the being? How it works? Is this, this sort of thing I should have gone a little bit deeper? Truth is, uh, we're not really very much concerned what is the being, what is the person, uh, whether that is male, female, or they have a name or identity or so this, and that is not a question. Question is, what is this Buddha nature? And where it is, is it the oneness with that of what we call it being inside? Or is it separate? 
If it's a separate, it is a part of the mind, or is it a part of something else? If you talk about uh, the five, uh, what is aggregates, or whether it is part of aggregates or senses, or is it something called consciousness, or is it uh, what normal Christian senses in the, in the West normally call soul? What is it? And all this uh, are big questions. I'm not even sure. I have other, I'm not pretending I have an answer for that. But I think you, one has to think a little bit on that. Because that was on the basis of which we do spiritual practice, right? We call it, we want to uplift the individual. We want to improve the individual. So which individual we are talking about it, and what and how, what is the scope? And these are the questions. So what is Buddha nature? We call it Buddha nature, right? It is very nice in the West, if you have some kind of word, English word comes, that's a Buddha nature. It is half Sanskrit, half English, Buddha nature. So you just accept it. And uh, if I ask you what is that, you probably say, well, it must be some kind of, I don't know what answer you gave, some kind of answer you have, but you think, you presume, you understood it. Perhaps you did not. Perhaps you did, who knows? Who knows, really? But uh, I'm sort of thinking really deeply a little more, and I sort of try to read a little bit about it here. These are the not a normal simple text, what like Lamrim teachings were normally we teach. But it is, it is the sort of text where the Geshe's, the person who really goes in deeper, they will sort of read and debate and argue. So I try to remind myself a little bit, and uh, so I was looking through, and uh, so it is a question, what are we really talking about when we talk about the Buddha nature? Is this oneness with the person, or is it different? All these are the questions. So that, that rises, similarly, same question, what is the continuation of the being? I mean, these are interlinked very much with the reincarnation. Very similar to it. The reincarnation also, it's a big question. So I'm supposed to be incarnate Lama, they named, right? The, the person who labeled me, and they labeled, and the person who have accepted, they accepted. But uh, if you ask me well, what I know about it, I know nothing about it. To tell you the truth, I'm as a normal human being as each one of you are. Nothing different. That's true. But then the question rises, how is that? Really, what is that? What is this uh, Buddha nature? How it works? Okay, Buddha nature is, you know, I mean, there's a very interesting language which will comes up. Uh, it's a sort of, it, is, it sort of says uncontaminated continuation of the being. Did you understand that? The uncontaminated continuation. So it just means the pure part of individual, actually. Pure part of individual. So when you say pure part of individual, so it means is there individual which part of unpure and a pure to separate? Or is it to separate being? Or all these are funny little questions that comes up. But I don't think it is all this uh, is not. It is the continuation of individual being, 
as a natural, as a basic natural, it is portless. Basic natural of being are portless. No matter whoever, whatever they may say, basic natural of being, sort of soul or the basic consciousness or basic being is a definitely a portless. There is no question about this. There is no question. It is definitely portless and it is a pure being. However, we also have a tremendous amount of delusions that will come up. So which really sort of overpower the portless individual being, so, so perhaps that's what it is. So that portless, the continuation of the being, it is almost look like permanent, but it is impermanent because it changes and it is continue. Yet continuing and changing, sort of a lot of parts and the parcels of it, of changing, continue. When it is changing, continue, the Pumbarambuji used the word for continuation of discontinuity. He used that word. So it is really it's a continuing of something changing, but yet it continues. Continue. So it is basically, if you ask, is this impermanent or permanent, we have to accept that as impermanent. It is not permanent. It does not permanent mean. So it is impermanent. But it will continue. It has been continuing. But the delusions and the faults is what we get, as well as the benefits and the developments of what we gain is temporary. It is not a continuity. It is a temporary. Particularly, delusions are temporary. So therefore, it is a subject for the, to be able to remove, subject to be able to transform, as well as the virtues and positives also subject to change. That's why we make it, we break, we fall down, we make it, we don't make it, all this. We make it develop a little bit, we get a setback. All these are because it's indication it is changing. It is changing. So anything, the basic nature of the being itself is a continuing. Anything, whatever comes on top of it, whether it is good or bad, positive or negative, whatever it is, it is impermanent in nature, it comes. It is all temporary effect. So that's what it is. Then you raise a question, then what is the Buddha nature? So the Buddha nature, basically, the continuation of the being itself is a Buddha nature. And that is the Buddha nature, because it is the subject to improve. It is the subject to to be able to reach ultimate level. In plain language, it is subject to be able to get closer to God, if you say that way. So that's what it is subject to be able to change, subject to be able to improve. Therefore, it is the basic Buddha nature, is the, the continuation of the being itself as a Buddha nature. However, however, the Buddha nature has been divided into two. Basically, it's sort of, they have a subdivision within that. It's called the natural Buddha nature and the Buddha nature with that we're able to grow. So, 
as long as the continuation with the individual as a basic being, it will remain as a Buddha nature, natural Buddha nature, which may not grow, not develop, but it is possible to be developed and it will remain there, sort of a natural Buddha nature. Natural itself is Buddha nature. The second one is the moment you work with this, moment you work with that, and particularly the application of learning, thinking, learning, analyzing, and the meditation. The moment all these three of them you apply on it, so the nature of that individual Buddha nature changes into the Buddha nature of the second category, which is sort of a growing Buddha nature. Growing Buddha nature. Otherwise, it is it is, it is a Buddha nature, it is not growing, it is sort of um, static, as it remaining as it is. Static Buddha nature. And the moment you apply on that, that method, learning, analyzing, and meditation on that, then that nature changes into, into the growing Buddha nature. The static Buddha nature changes into the growing Buddha nature. And that growing Buddha nature grows and grows and grows, and finally it clears the, all the obstacles, and it clears all the delusions, and then it just becomes awakened mind. When it becomes awakened mind, all-knowing mind, and enlightened, and then I think it's called, one becomes Buddha. That is, I think, how it made into becoming Buddha. Otherwise, it doesn't. So, but then the question now rises. There's a lot of, lot of, and funny questions comes up. Question rises. When you become a Buddha, the virtuous works that you did, the contemplations we, we put it up, or the purifications we do, or meditations that we did, are they become a Buddha? Or the simple, the consciousness with the Buddha nature, with the growing and the growing, continuous and growing, will that become a Buddha? That is another question. I don't have an answer for that. But I do have, have any answer comes, whatever is wrong, I know. Now for example, basically, we say all our contemplation, meditating, saying mantras, all of them will become a, a, some part of Buddha, this and that. Some part of Buddha, I have no objection. But if that becomes a Buddha, I think there is an objection. The objection will be, these are the non-mind. You know, if you do something, it's not it must be the activity of mind which you will do, but it's not mind itself. If you meditate, the meditation is action. The action performed by mind. And it's not mind. It's not mind. So the non-mind, can it become mind? And that is the question. Non-mind, it, can it become mind? Quite good. Maybe I'm doing not bad job then. Non-mind, can it become mind? What will be the answer? See, 
This is the principle in Buddhist principle. You say non-mind cannot become mind. This is the total basis of. I mean, if you really listen carefully, think carefully, it is the total basis of the Buddhist idea of reincarnation. Buddhist Buddhas saying that there is no new mind. Buddhas saying that there is no new being. Is all based on this. This is the root, root. So it is non-consciousness cannot become consciousness. That is the Buddhist idea. They hold on that as a basic principle. Scientifically speaking, I don't think we all know anything about it. Scientists may think it is possible non-consciousness can become consciousness. May think so? I don't know. But the consciousness has a certain quality. You know, when you look into the consciousness, what is consciousness? Consciousness, the basic criteria of being consciousness is clarity, knowing, clarity, and not only in knowing, and but the clarity, lucid understanding. The lucid understanding is the consciousness. So whether a non-consciousness can become a lucid understanding, and that is a big question. If not, if not, then the continuation of the mind has to be mind. So therefore, all the today's mind is a continuation of yesterday's mind, and yesterday's mind is a continuation of last year, and the childhood, and uh, in the loom, and then goes beyond without any difficulty because continuation of mind continues mind. Right? So when the person born with the parents, when they joined together, what does parents had provided is the physical aspect of the individual being rather than mental aspects of it. The mental aspects of it becomes continuation because the physical aspect cannot become consciousness because it is non-consciousness. Keeping in that principle, looking in the reincarnation is no problem if that principle is been established. But for us, and that principle is a big question. Neither we can rule out this way and say that is true, nor we can say that's not true. So this is the uh, basic thing. From the Buddhist point of view, what the Buddha brings in, the reincarnation and all of them, are based on the idea of non-consciousness cannot become a consciousness. It may help to form a being, but then it becomes part of the physical part and the mental part. The physical part will provide base on the mental part, and that will be able to function. That's why I say the life, the body, what we have, is almost like an apartment, rented apartment, and the consciousness inside is the occupant of the apartment.
When the apartment is good enough, we will live in it. When we can portal, we, live in, we decorate, we put more clothes, jewelry, makeup, or whatever, according to whatever. When the basic apartment cannot function, then we die, we leave, we cannot stay in there, we have to leave the apartment and go. Likewise, the consciousness cannot remain in that basic physical form which has been provided, cannot remain. So they look in another home to live. So they look another apartment, another house. So the next one could be a good house, bad house, apartment, or dormitory, or whatever could be, right? Likewise, this consciousness leave this particular body, and then we don't have control. It's been controlled by different things. So that's how basic idea of reincarnation is really on that. I hope it gives you a little better understanding of looking as a reincarnation. But don't think of reincarnated Lama or something, which is not necessarily great either. But everybody, according to the Buddha, everybody had its own reincarnation. Everybody is a reincarnation of somebody. That's what it is. 